This is 3 News Now, your daily update on everything Northeast Ohio with Stephanie Haney. Hi there, everyone. Welcome back to 3 News Now. I'm Stephanie Haney. Today is Friday, February 11th. I'm here with your top stories from WKYC.com and our WKYC app. Here's a reminder for people who have not maybe been here for a while and aren't really sure what we do here. These are the top stories from WKYC.com and our WKYC app that are being read by you. These are the stories that matter most to the people here in Northeast Ohio, the stories you are clicking on. So that's how we decide what we talk about here. This newscast is curated by and for you based on what matters most to you. So excited to be here back with you after a day off yesterday. Yesterday, the WKYC family spent some time down at the municipal lot helping out the Greater Cleveland Food Bank. Just a note here to say that they have never had more need. There are more people than ever who are food insecure right now. They need volunteers. They need donations. So if you're someone who is so inclined, you can reach out to the Greater Cleveland Food Bank and see how you can get involved. Remember, they do weekly distributions down at the municipal lot from roughly noon to 4 p.m. So if you're interested in helping out or helping out in other, any other capacity, again, get involved with the Greater Cleveland Food Bank. Now let's turn to the stories that you all are clicking on. The Ford Ohio Assembly plant in Avon Lake has laid off employees for next week. This is due to parts shortages. Now this is potentially an indication of how the global supply chain can really impact us here at home. Employees at the the plant in Avon Lake confirmed to 3 News their shifts actually ended early today and they will be laid off for next week. Now union officials confirmed to 3 News as Brandon Simmons. They didn't want to talk further though until they could get notification to those union members. Now no one has been able to officially confirm that this is related to the truckers' protest in Canada, but other Ford plants and manufacturers have had to pull back on production at other locations. Here's the backstory to let you know what's going on there. Last month, the Canadian government required all truckers crossing the border to be fully vaccinated against COVID if they didn't want to have to quarantine for 14 days. Then, on January 22nd, the United States enforced a similar requirement, mandating people entering the U.S. from the northern and southern borders be fully vaccinated against COVID and be prepared to show proof of that vaccination. Well, in response to this, Canadian long-haul drivers and their supporters started a protest. They called this the Freedom Convoy 2022, and it started in the capital city of Ottawa and then expanded demonstrations this week. As of now, they have blockaded the Ambassador Bridge, and what that does is that connects Windsor, Ontario to Detroit, bring this back full circle to what could be happening here in Northeast Ohio. An employee at Avon Lake says that he believes that they ran out of engines which are produced in Windsor. So could be directly related there. Again, not necessarily having that confirmed at this moment, but just an example of how the global supply chain can really impact us here at home. Also, things that happen here at home can go global very quickly. Y'all are still clicking on that story about the Hudson mayor and what he said about ice fishing potentially leading to prostitution. Before we get into the backstory, if you somehow have not heard about it yet, I want to tell you what the city of Hudson said in response to the mayor's comments. They said they won't be responding to Mayor Craig Schubert's comments about ice fishing creating a slippery slope, if you will. Oh. Bad pun, bad pun right there. That could ultimately lead to prostitution. Hudson Communications Manager and Public Information Officer Jody Roberts said that 
The mayor's role is basically largely ceremonial. They won't be doing any interviews on the subject. They said that the mayor has no vote or power to enact legislation. The city council holds that power. And based on the meeting, council, council members didn't respond to the mayor's comments. And based on that lack of response, they don't believe his thoughts were anything that the council wants to move forward on. Now, here is what happened, in case you are not aware. The mayor of Hudson, during a city council meeting, this was on Tuesday, he made the comment about the, com the conversation was about ice fishing safety, and he was talking about whether ice fishing should be allowed, and he said if you allow ice fishing, then it leads to maybe ice shanties. This kind of uh, sounds familiar to me, like the if you give a mouse a cookie story and all of the ridiculous things that ensue if you give a mouse a cookie. If you give a mouse a cookie, the mouse is going to ask for a glass of milk. Well, the mayor of Hudson said if you allow ice fishing, then shanties will be put up on the ice, and if you allow shanties, then that will lead to prostitution, and then you've got the chief of police involved. This is according to the mayor of Hudson. And things just go downhill from there. And he said, he closed his comments with, just data points to consider. The faces on the people in that video are just absolutely priceless. So if you haven't seen it yet, you can watch that on WKYC.com. Quite the moment. Quite the moment there for the mayor of Hudson. All right, let's switch gears and talk about the Winter Olympics. Last night, Sean White competed in his fifth Olympic Games in the men's halfpipe final and he had a teary goodbye because he did not make the medal podium. He was just shy. He was 2.25 points shy of getting the bronze medal, and he will go home with no medal after his fifth Olympics. Now, he's already a three-time gold medal winner, 16 years after winning his first of those three gold medals. Then he says goodbye. And when he was saying goodbye last night, he said, I just want to thank everybody for watching, everyone at home. Thank you. Snowboarding, thank you. It has been the love of his life. He's definitely got the resume to prove it. And it was in 2018 that he put down back-to-back -back 1440s. Those are the revolutions, okay? That's how many times he flipped around. And he held off Japan's Ayumu Hirano, and that is who won gold on Thursday. So he wasn't able to hold him off this year. It's been a difficult lead-up for Sean White. He had a positive test for COVID-19. He had injuries. He had training issues. But he did look like he was back at his best. And I'll tell you what, I was watching the men's half-pipe finals yesterday. And when I saw his second run, I thought, he's got gold. It just seemed incredible. He felt good about it. He came off the half-pipe pumping his fist, but it was not enough. He was not able to do it. And he fell on his third and final run, and then he lifted up his goggles to sort of wave and say goodbye to everyone. Very teary with his goodbye. And then when he was talking with the media afterwards, you know, his fellow riders lined up to hug him. So end of an era, Sean White is retiring. This will be his final Olympic Games, and we'll see what happens with him from here. We do have an update on our three news senior health correspondent, Monica Robbins. She said that her surgery went well. First and foremost, she wanted to thank everyone for reaching out for the well wishes. She said she had gotten to kind of a dark place after this second surgery to remove a brain tumor, but that she was able to pull herself out of it and that the comments from people really, truly were helpful to her. And so she says the surgery went well, but the healing has been tough. There's some scarring on her eye, and that is preventing her eye from being able to close completely, leading to some complications. She's also got some nerve damage that is very painful. And with that eye not being able to close all the way, she's had some severe dryness. She said she's had to kind of put something on her eye to help it close at night and put some, some kind of a, 
a goop on it, as she called it, a goo in order to help with that dryness. So she's waiting to see what the next step forward is. She says she should actually hear more about that today. And what she's hoping for is that she can have an insurance covered plastic surgery to help that out. Other things she talked about, they might do put weights in the eyelid in order to get it to come down and close from the repercussions from that scarring and that surgery. And she's scheduled, she said, to come back to work here at 3 News in March. She's hoping to come back sooner. We hope so too, Monica. We missed you. We're wishing you all the best. Thank you so much for the updates from you and for sharing your journey. We appreciate it, and I know all of you appreciate it, too, because you all do. You ask about her a lot. And by the way, if you haven't joined our What's New Facebook group, you should do that. Go to Facebook, search in the groups for three What's New. We post the updates there as well. Lots of people have been asking there about Monica Robbins. So we're happy to see that she's in a better place mentally and looking forward to see what happens with her with that update and when we can get back, get her back in to the studio and back on all of your screens. Okay. Let's talk about the latest COVID-19 numbers in from the Ohio Department of Health. Yesterday, I'll give you the yesterday numbers as well since we didn't have an episode of 3 News Now yesterday. Yesterday, 4,176 new reported cases of COVID-19. Today, 3,263 new reported cases of COVID-19. The current number of reported deaths, 35,000 this is dating all the way back to the beginning of the pandemic when we first learned of it being here in Ohio in March of 2020. The number of people in the hospital right now being treated for COVID is 2,509. Out of those people, 503 of them are being treated in the ICU. Now let's talk about a different type of treatment, ink therapy, if you will. There's a tattoo artist in Bedford Heights who's really making a connection with her clients and her studio is called ink therapy. Her name is Haditha Khan. She goes by Butter. That's a shortened nickname. Her dad used to call her Buttercup, so she goes by Butter now. She's 42 years old. She's been a professional tattoo artist for a little less than four years, and she's really developed a reputation of deeply connecting with her clients through the tattooing process. A lot of them say that it's, at least one of them told us here at 3 News, that it's their own form of therapy on their arm because she does a lot of tribute pieces, for example, if someone has lost a loved one or a lot of pieces commemorating someone overcoming some difficulty. And she says that she believes that her ability to connect with people in that way is because her own story has not been an easy one. She opened her business during the pandemic, which we all know from what we've heard from many people who have tried to do that, many people who opened businesses right before the pandemic, tough time definitely a tough time to do that and here in Ohio tattoo shops had to be shut down for a long time I do know that personally because my brother Jason Haney is a tattoo artist down in Canton so yes very tough time for tattoo artists around around the state for sure particularly tough for her she had survived an abusive marriage she's raising three sons on her own she's working non-stop to save money to open that studio she did it with no loans all while putting two of her boys through college so a lot going on for her, for sure. So she says, Butter says that she also uses the studio for poetry nights and empowerment events. There's a gallery in the front entrance, features her own artwork, the work of other local art artists in Bedford Heights, and you can also get permanent makeup, brow waxing and tinting, semi-permanent tooth gems, and piercing. So lots of stuff going on at Ink Therapy in Bedford Heights. So if that's your vibe, go on and head over there and check it out. And what's coming up 
Very soon next weekend is the NBA All-Star Game, and we do now know that Cleveland Cavaliers' Darius Garland has been drafted to Team LeBron James. Here's what LeBron James said about it. He said he was loyal to his hometown because he chose Garland a little bit earlier than might have been expected, and it disappointed Kevin Durant, who was heading up the other team, the opposition. Durant tried to make a post-trade deal for Garland, but James said no. Here's what he said. He said, Garland is untouchable. He said he's left Cleveland twice. He's got to have some type of muscle to go back with him. Not a bad idea. Not a bad idea, LBJ. So the other people on Team LeBron James are Yontis Antetokounmpo, St- Stephen Curry, DeMar DeRozan, Nikola Jokic. Jokic. I am, you guys, I'm struggling. I'm struggling with this pronunciation right now. I'm so sorry. Trey Young, Jimmy Butler, Luka Doncic, Darius Garland, as I said, James Harden. Donovan Mitchell, Chris Paul, and Fred Van Fleet. If you want to see who makes up Team Durant, head to WKYC.com and check that out. LeBron James, by the way, he's already in town in a certain shape or form. The Sherwin-Williams banner is up ahead of the NBA All-Star Game, and he is on it again. That's not a place that he's not used to being. He's been on that banner several times, but now it's up. It's also got Kevin Durant and Giannis Antetokounmpo on there, and the caption reads, Basketball is never done. We are very excited to have that NBA All-Star Week coming here to Cleveland. By the way, next week on Monday, my podcast is dropping with Destination Cleveland and Greater Cleveland Sports Commission's David Gilbert. We're talking all about NBA All-Star Weekend here in Cleveland, so make sure you keep an eye out for the Three Things to Know podcast next week. All right, let's give you a quick update before we go about my Powerball lottery experiment. You know this is all about New Year's resolutions and student loans and just a Just a a fun thing that I'm doing every week. I'm seeing if it can actually pay off to play the Powerball. Not spending more than I can afford to lose. That's part of responsible gambling. I'm not, you know, uh, banking on this to pay off my student loan debt, but I am hoping for a windfall because, you know, a lot of us do struggle with the student loan debt. President Joe Biden has promised to cancel some. We're still waiting to see what's going to happen with that promise. Uh, But anyway, to give you the update, week five, I matched zero numbers, which pays zero dollars. This is two steps back from last week when I matched two numbers, which also pays zero dollars. So we carry on and we will see what happens next week. I do live stream it on my Instagram page. You can join me at underscore Stephanie Haney a little bit before 11 p.m. on Wednesday nights if you want to get in on that fun. Speaking of President Joe Biden, by the way, we must address this before we go as well. You've probably seen those posts going around on social media that the Biden administration will be funding the distribution of crack pipes. I know I have seen those posts saying Joe Biden can't cancel student loan debt, but he can fund the distribution of crack pipes. Well, it's not true. He's not funding the distribution of crack pipes. Our federal government is not doing that, despite what Senator Tom Cotton, a Republican from Arkansas, and others have claimed on social media. It's just it's just not happening. White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki said that it would not be part of a safe smoking kit. These are going to be distribu- distributed with a $30 million grant program that was part of the American Rescue Plan. So, yes, safe smoking kits will be distributed. Crack pipes will not be in them. And this is not a change in policy. This is not a reaction to public outcry. Jen Psaki said that they were never a part of the kit. It was inaccurate reporting, so they wanted to put out information to make that clear. What people will find in these safe smoking kits, which are an effort to try and reduce transmission of diseases when it comes to these kinds of behaviors, are things like alcohol swabs, lip balm, and other materials that will promote hygiene and prevent the spread of things like HIV and and hepatitis. So no crack pipes being funded by the Biden administration. So if you're upset about him not canceling any portion of your student loans yet, that's not a reason to be upset about it. He will not be funding crack pipes. Okay, that's it for your 3 News Now update today for Friday, 
February 11th. Thank you all for being here. I hope you have a wonderful weekend. I hope you have a great Valentine's Day weekend. Valentine's Day is on Monday, so I'll wish you a happy Valentine's Day on Monday when that comes around too. And I will see you back here then for more 3 News Now. Thanks for listening to 3 News Now with Stephanie Haney from WKYC Studios. Subscribe now so you never miss an update. And find more on everything you heard here on WKYC.com and in the WKYC app.